Welcome back to First Gen Table Talks with Eileen Rivera. This episode is all about getting to know some of our black student leaders on campus in honor of Black History Month. We have invited students to join us. Like other resources here on campus, being involved in getting to see someone who looks like you in a leadership position can be just as important for our success, especially for first generation students. Students are often not aware of what organizations cultivate an inclusive space. As today's special guest, we have student leaders who are Maddie Cook, Noah Sumler, C.C. Ryan, and Charles Moten. <laughs> if you could please introduce yourselves and say what organizations you're involved in and what positions you hold, and if you're a student worker. Okay, so my name is Madison Cook, but I go by Maddie. Uh, I am the president of the Black Student Association, the treasurer and parliamentarian for Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, a senior senator for the Student Government Association, parliamentarian for the National Panhellenic Council, which is commonly known as NPHC, and a mentor for the Minority Mentorship Program. My name is Cynthia Ryan, or CC, whichever one you prefer. I am a current member on the dance team, and I am a housing ambassador for our ATU Res Life office. Hi, my name is Charles Moten. I serve as a resident assistant for Res Life. I currently serve as a senior senator for the Student Government Association. I also serve as the associate editor to the Sphinx for the new Alpha chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I serve as our fraternity education officer for Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia Fraternity of America Incorporated. And I'm also a mentor for our minority mentorship program. Hello, my name is Noah Sumler. I serve as Secretary of Internal Affairs for Student Government Association. I serve as Signature Events Chair for the Student Activities Board. I am just a general member of BSA, Black Student Association. I am, well, I do a lot. <laughs> I am, um, I'm the Vice President and the Alumni Relations Officer for Bobby Alpha Symphonia. America. <laughs> and that's it, yeah. <laughs> and the quote we wanted to share with y'all today is Black History Month is Every Month by Carter G. Woodson. All right, so let's get started. Are there any specific initiatives or programs in place to support the needs of black students on campus? So all I can think of is the Multicultural Student Services Office, which is run by Dean McBride. Um, we have a lot of students that just come up there and chill. It's a study space and it's a very welcoming space too. Thank you. How do black student organizations contribute to fostering a sense of community and belonging on campus? Or something that you've seen during Black History Month that you guys have done or enjoyed? Um, we try to like highlight people in our community for Black History Month, like for example, for the Black History Month kickoff, we highlighted professors like Dr. T, like Dr. Tanil Asker, yes. and uh, students like <laughs> and students like Taylor Wilkerson, who have be, have made Black History on this campus. Um, we also try to promote inclusivity with our events. Like we have one coming up this Thursday, the mm-hmm. line dancing event. Say with the event that we have coming up on Thursday, um, like I said earlier, I'm on the dance team. Mm-hmm. I invited some of my dance mates to come. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very excited, if I do say so myself, to because a lot of them won't be able to make it because they have the outside things to do. But they're excited to even just come in, try to learn like different line dances. Like, of course, you know, everybody knows the wobble, everybody knows Cupid Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Not so many people know the to me a dance. Not so many people know how to do flex. Shameful. To me, we're gonna work on. But um, you yeah. know, they really try to understand because you know a lot of them they don't understand what it's like to be a black student at a PWI. Yeah. But they do like to try to make us feel comfortable, make us feel welcome. Some of them do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like to try to you know 
understand like why we have the things that we have, why we do the things that we do, and why we move the way we move. So, if you have nothing to do Thursday at six o'clock in the student union, yes, in the student union, bring your butts on down and learn you some yes. line dances. Thank you. <laughs> or I, will, I will say, even though SAB isn't specifically tailored towards. Um, mm-hmm just black community on campus. We do have a multicultural chair that was just introduced this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new chair just to help promote inclusivity. inclusivity. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just on campus, as well as we have an education chair, which is also new. And I know both of them are pairing to do uh, diversity and culture game night, um, which is next, 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 February, February, next February 22nd. At yes. 6 o'clock. I like how oh, I'm on the board and you know that. But I appreciate that more organizations on campus are starting to become more inclusive because mm-hmm. it hasn't always been like that. Yes. And so I can definitely, especially because our multicultural chair on SAB is a black woman. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to actually have someone who has that experience as being someone black at a PWI or someone of color mm-hmm. at a PWI. And I was going to say, continuing on that, something that I do take pride in, I feel like we all take pride in, is the Black Greek life culture on mm-hmm. campus. It really wasn't introduced until 1977 with the chartering of my fraternity. Look! My <laughs> 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 The chartering of my chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. But just a little historical background, the reason why MPAC D9 is just truly a thing is because at a time when Greek life was starting to thrive and more organizations were coming around, these were predominantly white Greek organizations and black students were not allowed in said spaces so we were like okay we'll create our own spaces now that's not to say that non-black people can't join these organizations we are more than welcoming to allow you into the organization if you're just willing to put in the work black greek life it's super fun super cool Uh, yeah also um this just popped into my mind when you said that um we are welcoming spaces. I've gotten a lot of questions about our events and mm-hmm. like our general body meetings and mm-hmm. stuff. Are people that aren't black welcome there? Absolutely. That should not be a question on this yeah. campus. Yeah. And it actually makes me sad. Like our spaces are open for everybody. We want y'all to learn about us so that we can be more safe, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Our Thank spaces you. are open yes. <laughs> that that is something that we had to emphasize that everybody's welcome. And it's important for you guys to know, like, any minority event that we have on campus, everybody is welcome to come and join and to learn more about everybody. It's very important for just in general, especially at a PWI. So what kind of organizations do all of you guys participate in, and how have they helped cater to you as a minority student? I can speak for myself when I say this. This is my first year on a dance team. Now, a lot of people don't know. Um, I'm 22, have not danced since, ooh, junior high. Junior high was seven, eight years ago. Um, I definitely, anybody can tell you that I've talked to, I was nervous, okay, nervous to try for the dance team. Um, And I made it which I didn't think I would. I'm not saying I'm the best one out there, but I'm pretty darn good if I do say so myself. I know, that's right. Pat myself on the back. But um, (laughs) at first, before I even got that comfortable, anybody could tell you I was afraid to come out of my shell. Um, I didn't, my first question was, how are the other girls gonna react to me? How are they gonna feel about me? Because I got a loud personality around the right people. Maddie know, Maddie done saw it. Charles done seen it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Noah done seen it too. I have a loud personality, okay? So um, I was just like, how will I fit in with the other girls? You know, how will they react to me? How will I react to them, you know? I was very nervous about it, but 
I've been, I, I know for sure I want to do it again next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it up in my mind that I want to do it again. And I want for anybody who, even if you don't have the best leaps, the best turns, the best tricks, the best anything, do your best. Be your confidence. Step into your own skin and try out. Because I didn't think I was going to make it. Literally, that second day of trials, I was not going to show up. I cried the night before, couldn't get the routine, was so focused on, oh, I don't have facials, oh, I don't have these moves. I'm not going to make it. I psyched myself out the day before. I wasn't going to show up. I went the next day. My name was on that list. So don't let your fears stop you because I promise you it it can and it will. And I'm trying to represent for everybody. So if you want to try out, do it. Don't be afraid like me because, baby, I almost ain't doing it. (laughs) Came a long way. So I did want to say, based off of what Sincere said, um, if there's any reason you don't think you should be in a space because of your skin and your skin tone, that's ten times more reason why you need to be in that space. Mm-hmm. That space that you feel like your representation won't matter. It matters, especially not to say being at a PWI is not not easy. Because sometimes you do have your difficult days, but the spaces that you feel like you can't fit into just because of your skin color. They need you there more than ever because you never know what you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. If you keep your abilities away, they'll never know. If there's no space for you, make space. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Definitely. Yes. And people will watch. Yes. Yeah. And people will look. Because yes. I can tell you the amount of just this past Saturday at our home game that we won, by the way. Just this past Saturday, I had um, a mom come up to me and she had like four little girls with her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I look so good. And I had one past dancer who told me because we had the alumni game. She told me I couldn't take my eyes off of you. You never know who's watching ever. The fact that somebody who's been on the team before and has been through like the whole trying out process, the multiple practices, the multiple runs, because baby, I hate running with a passion. The workouts, the everything, having somebody look at me and say, I can't take my eyes off of you as a black student, it did something to me. Like it made me feel good about myself because I have my days, like, like I said, I don't feel most confident most days, but I go out there and I do my best performance and you just never know who's watching. The little girls were like, y'all look so good. The mom was like, y'all look so good. We hear all the time, we look so good. So your representation matters. Mm-hmm. Go out there and do it. Yes. Now, I'll say just treat that as like a call to action because I know just like being a part of SGA and starting to see more people of color be interested in wanting to make a change on campus has really like made me feel warm in the heart because I I won't lie when I first joined SGA it was majority white women and especially white Greek women I'm ha- I'm happy that people are more willing to step out of their comfort zones when it comes to like SGA because you can't you can't scream you want change and then you're lazy about it. Mm-hmm. Get up and do something about it. That's why I joined SGA. I want to make a change on this campus before I leave. I want people to know, oh, that you can't you just really can't make a change if you don't want to do anything about it. So, like we've been saying, just don't be afraid because you're scared you're going to be the only black person or the only Hispanic person in this organization. Be that be that barrier, break the barrier be that stepping stone so other people will be like well maybe I can do it too mm-hmm. so what inspired y'all to get involved in leadership roles on campus or just in general any roles on campus because y'all are y'all are all pretty involved bunch so the lack of people that <laughs> yes. look like me right yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's genuinely it there was nobody that looked like me so mm-hmm. I put myself in that position mm-hmm. good 
I won't lie. <laughs> because I'm a music major, most of my like all of my classes happen in Witherspoon most of the time. Mm-hmm. And around sophomore year, when things weren't really working out for me the way I wanted it to, with um, our current director at the time, I was like, you know what? I need to find happiness somewhere else as well. Also, I just want to be friends because, like, I just. I can't just have music major friends. <laughs> like that's I love my I love, I love my music people, but I see y'all every day. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to expand my horizons and get make more connections. So when I leave here, I have at least like I'd say a a rep list of people from like different majors who mm-hmm. can like help me out if I just ever need something in life. If you ever need an Excel sheet made, please let me know. If you ever need your children to learn their shapes, colors, and letters, call me. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the power of networking. <laughs> I was actually just going to say that, was that networking was like a big thing for me. Now, me personally, I knew before I got to college the things that I wanted to do. I was like, I'm going to do choir. I'm going to go greed. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Because I knew coming to this campus where I knew that it was a predominantly white institution. That was something that was already given before I came here. That I knew there was not going to be a lot of representation from my people, you know. But I said it doesn't have to be like that. And it could start with me. So that's why I went out freshman year and was like, I'm going to get to know these Greek organizations. I'm going to learn about these associations. I'm going to learn about this, that, you know and then get to know the people in there, create those connections so that way when I'm graduating and I'm gone into the workforce and that resume is stacked, (laughs) like it's so much easier to get those jobs, get those connections and things of that matter, you know? Now I'll say for me, um, most of my stuff is going to be dance related. I ain't going to lie to you, dance is my passion. (laughs) I've been dancing since I could walk. When I first first started school, I started in 2019. Um, went all the way up until COVID and stopped going in 2020. Um, just mental, you know, didn't really know who to reach out to, didn't really know who to talk to. So I went home and I did the whole, oh, I'm gonna work and live my life, baby. Living my life consisted of going to work at six, getting off at two, and going home and going to bed with a trip to Walmart here and there. I wasn't living the life that I thought I would live, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I made the decision. I talked to my mom, I talked to my family, I said, I wanna go back to school. And I told them I want to go back where I started. I started here in 2019. So spring 23 was my first semester back. Um, and I had seen the dance team. I seen the performance. I think at the time it was all white girls. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the team full of white people. It ain't nothing wrong with it. But I said, I kept, I've been saying since 2019, they need some color in there. Now, I will say at one point in time, shout out to Dashe because she was on the team. And shout out to any black woman, Hispanic woman, Chinese woman, any race before then that has been on the team before. Shout out to y'all because y'all made it possible, you know, even way back then. Um, I said, they need some, they need some diversity. They need some, you know. So I talked with Rocky. Shout out to Rachel Harrington. She's graduated, but that's my girl and I love her. Um, she's actually the one that convinced me to try it for the dance team because I seen the performances and I'm like, yeah, I don't see anybody that look like me though. Um, and not to say, like I said, I'm gonna reinstate it. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just maybe nobody tried out at the time and maybe the people that did try it out, they just, they, they were good. It's just they needed a little bit more work. There's always room for improvement, no matter what you do. 
Um, so I talked with Rocky, me and her. She practiced with me. She stretched with me, helped me with my technique, told me what I was doing wrong. Uh, she taught me a, a little made-up dance routine. And she was like, okay, you need to go to this open gym. I went to the open gym. I looked at everybody around me. I said, I'm not going to trials. <laughs> I'm not doing that. These girls got triple turns, double leaps, switch leaps, head springs, kip-ups, anything you could think of, they got it. All I got is dance moves. That's it. That's all I got. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to trials. I went to trials. And uh, like I said earlier, I made the team. Now, I will say, it was it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. And it still is hard because at first there were two girls, me and Alizé Allen. I love me some Alizé. Shout out to Alizé. Um, me and her were both on the team, but she wanted to focus on her grades, which I respect. Because no matter what, it's always going to be your grades over anything else, period. That's how, I, that's how I've been rolling my whole life. That's how it's going to stay. Um, so now that I'm the only girl that is black on the dance team, um, I'm holding it down. Don't get me wrong. I love being there. I love even though we have early practices and late practices and late games and everything else, you know, that comes with it. I love it. I think it, it makes a difference. And I, I'm really emphasizing, y'all, please, please, please come try out. I don't care how bad you think you are. Somebody out here thinks you're good. Come try out. Because I'm telling you, if I can do it, any and everybody can. And that goes from freshman all the way up to senior because I'm 22. Besides, Maddie <laughs> I'm 22, turning 23 in less than a month. Shout out to the Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> and I plan on holding it down another year. So. Now, how does um, the campus climate impact experiences of black students, both academically and socially, in y'all's opinion? Um, wow. <laughs> I think... I'm I'm probably going to make some people a little upset when I say this. However, I think it it, it needs to be said. Um, I think this was last semester, not last semester, but last year, when we had, um, there was an entrance into our art exhibit on campus that... um, was tied to um, basically like Annabelle South, like very racist. It and it wasn't okay. And our university stood behind the artist, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well," and I understand freedom of speech, and sh- the artist did have her rights. However, when you, I. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's, I get angry just thinking about it because it's like sometimes this campus is like, well, we put our students first, and it, it felt like they didn't put us first. Mm-hmm. It was like they put the attention that they were getting from it first, mm-hmm. and I felt like that wasn't okay. And I think for the first time since I've been here, because this is now my senior year, um, all like all the students of color gathering together to basically say this we're not about to let this happen mm-hmm. you can't let this happen it's unfair and um i remember i remember us doing a march and we all stopped in front of the library and we had students like speak just on how they personally felt and i think i think since then things have i wouldn't say they've gotten better but I think, I think for once the university listened, and I think that now that that has happened, and I think the 
like black voices on campus know that the power that we do hold that we can like make this campus more like the climate especially more inclusive to our people and um just going off of that um i think what upset me a little bit more about the artwork um was not even that it was the racial imagery it was that they tried to portray it off as quote it's just history and i was like okay but you got to understand the climate on this campus and for you to sit and think that we as the black students of this campus weren't gonna say something about it weren't gonna get offended by it because the artwork that portrayed that happened to our ancestors that happened to maybe our grandparents great-grandparents and you expected us to just just admire it because it's art and going back a little bit more before the artwork one thing about it is just I just didn't want to be seen on this campus as just a like a, like a divide a, wow a diversity point like I didn't want to be the kid that if you had 10 people in a picture to post on like a little brochure I wasn't the person that stood in front and just as a oh we have diversity on this campus but I'm the only black boy in the picture so. I'm still upset with how the school handled that whole situation to this day mm-hmm. because um, they saw how we spoke out about it mm-hmm. and they still didn't remove it themselves. They, The artists themselves removed it mm-hmm. and they had a responsibility to us to protect us on a college campus mm-hmm. and they didn't. And honestly, I haven't seen anything that they have done to change that. So they really set a tone. I don't think they plan on changing it. In what ways do you advocate to increase representation and visibility of black voices in campus making decision processes or anything that y'all have done in order to cultivate a change for this climate and cultivate the different different kind of environment that you want to see for future students? Show up. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you have the time, if you have the passion, if you have the drive, if you have just the engine care show up. Even if it's one face, 10 faces, 50 faces, it could be a whole community. Show up, spread the word, don't just be closed off to it because regardless, we're here. We're paying the money to come here, we're living on the campus, we're eating the food, we're driving around the city. We're, this, is, this is our home, away from home. Mm-hmm. This is where we are for however many years we decide to be here. Show up. You want to change, be that change. You want something to go a certain way, speak on it. it. And it may take, what, two, three, four, five, six, seven years for it to change, but at least you know you got the ball rolling. If you don't speak up, they will never know. And that comes from somebody who doesn't speak up. I, I will say, I don't feel comfortable all the time speaking up on certain things. That's why I was kind of nervous to this podcast because I don't talk <laughs> a lot. Um, I, I'm the kind of person I try to internalize everything and you know just kind of ignore it you know mm-hmm. because if, if you speak on it too much oh she's the angry black girl or she's just she's just mad she doesn't really fully understand no you fully don't understand mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's hard for us to speak up on things because we're going to be viewed as the angry black person or she's just mad she's just angry the mad black woman people mm-hmm. love to use that we're not angry 
we just want to be heard and that goes for man woman trans whatever your sexuality may be that goes for all of us regardless of anything so if you want a change be that change speak up it got to start with me too i can attest to that i don't always speak up when i need to because sometimes you don't feel comfortable in those spaces but like she said make that space like he said be that space break that barrier that's something i got to start doing myself so i can say that but start being that change because if you don't do it no one else will feel comfortable to do so if you don't create that space no one else will i would say if you feel bold enough to put it on your cat um then be bold enough to say it with your chest Put your tag um, on there. Tag yourself. Let us know. Speak. If you let let us know who you are so we know what you want changed. Mm-hmm. And that's when I say, join SGA, student government. That's what we're here for. We're here to make a change. If you want to see that, run for a position. And if you are just the person who, because I understand there are people who are afraid to speak. They don't do public speaking well. Then go to your black student leaders on campus. Go to the unfortunately the very few resources we do have on campus but they're there for a reason they will help they will be your voice Mm -hmm. for you that's what we're here for and I I I, I'm not I'm not the person to just shut it down like DM me on Instagram and say hey I'm having this problem Uh, blah 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 what can we do about this I have the connections that I can use to, okay, I can go to, say, Dr. Nichols, who's VP of Student Affairs, and be like, here's the situation that's going on with this person, and I think this might be a bigger issue that needs to be handled. What can we do? What can SGA do? What can other organizations on campus do to make sure certain situations like this aren't happening? So, be bold, and if you can't, let us be bold for you, but we can't be bold for you if you don't tell us. Because you'd be surprised how many um, yak yak complaints were actually talked about in those SGA spaces. Mm-hmm. It's almost every meeting. We're like, oh, this was said on yak yak. What can we do to fix it? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally, oh. in our in SGA meetings, Wednesdays, twelve to one, they're open. Anyone yes. can come in there and voice their concerns. We have a section in our agenda every week called Constituent Concerns where we allow students to voice their concerns about things on campus and we address it to the best of our ability and if we can't address it then in there, then we take it to the people who need to hear it because that's what SGA is. We are the bridge between the students and the staff of the university. What advice would you give to other black students who may be struggling to find their place on campus? Baby, DM me. DM me. My Instagram is C Y N S E R E E. DM me. I don't care if you just stubbed your toe and you need somebody to yell at or somebody to talk to. DM me. I promise you, if you need anything, I'm I'm not always the best at giving out the best answers, but baby, I'm very good at listening. And if I can't help you, I can find somebody that can, I promise you. I'm in Doc Bryan 153. Sometimes at 8 in the morning and sometimes till 2.30 in the evening. But I'm there every day at 8 o'clock. If you need us, if you need anybody to listen, I don't care if it's the smallest thing in the world. I don't care if you're just complaining about your, conf- your professor that gave you a C on an assignment. Come tell me. I'll listen. I'll joke with you. If you need a ride somewhere, I ain't always got gas in my car, but when I do, <laughs> when I do, <laughs> when I do, I can get you there. I probably, it's, 
we may be hidden because sometimes we don't feel comfortable coming out and being around, uh, out and around on campus. But if you need anything, I promise you, just reach out. We out here. Mm-hmm. We may be hidden away. We may be in our rooms because, baby, I live in mine. I'm in the bed, sleep by 8.30, but I answer the phone if you call, you know? <laughs> um, but just just reach out. Just find me. I, listen, I'm like somebody auntie. I'm that auntie or that grandma or that mama. You can ask Maddie. It's bad. Yes. It's real bad. <laughs> I am I'm like a mom, and that's just, the, that's just my mom bone in my body. I ain't got no kids. Don't get Mr. Shrewd. I ain't got no kids. Amen. But I will take care of you like that, mother. I will take care of you like that, auntie. I will try my hardest to take care of you in that way. Whatever care you feel like you may need, whether it's just an open ear, a shoulder to cry on, uh, somebody to just go sit at Lake Dardanelle with, sit in a study room with. I'm not, I don't do anything besides dance, work, and school. So if you need me, you just let me know. I promise we out here especially the ones who have been here from freshman up to senior and maybe doing grad school here. We've been here. Just let us know. Don't suffer in silence because, baby, I, I know it's, it's hard, especially when you suffer in silence. You don't talk about it. Oh, my God. It gets even worse. Even worse. So don't feel like you got to suffer, suffer silently. Come talk to literally anybody because we're around. Promise. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I want them to understand that once upon a time, we were you. Mm-hmm. We were that black person that was on this predominantly white campus looking for a safe space with like-minded black individuals to voice to voice these reasons, to like come together and like do what we do best, mm-hmm. community, unity. Like, we are here. You can come talk to me. You can come talk to anybody who's on this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Or just mm-hmm. anybody on this campus who you should see. And be like, hey. What's I need up? a moment. I need to talk to you. I believe you want to grab Starbucks. You want to grab Midtown. Exactly. Taco Bell. McDonald's Taco Bell. Two minutes. Literally. 30 it's seconds away. Right there. Right there. Right there. And Walker right. House is right by the gas station off the exit. Mm-hmm. It's right there. I promise we're. Sorry. I promise we're available. I promise we, like you said, we were you. We were there. We know what it's like. We were put in these positions to be there for people. Mm-hmm. Come make us do our jobs, please. Minority mentorship program. Yes, yes, we are. We are literally supposed to be mentors. Mm-hmm. Let us do our job. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you the same classification as us. We struggling too. Okay. Mm-hmm. We str- we got our safe havens too. Let us be that safe haven. How has your experience as a black student leader shaped your personal and professional growth here on campus? I feel like I still have some growing to do. Yes. You know, there's always room for improvement. Um, I'm a big kid. I am. I'm not ashamed to admit it. But I know when to be professional. I know when it comes down to handling business. For instance, dance team. I, I, that's We joke 24-7, 365. But when it comes to learning a new routine, or learning a new trick or even just like for instance at five I gotta go do a volunteer service thing off campus when it comes to handling business I know when to cut off that that childish like mindset of mine that I am and go handle business um I feel like with dance it helps a lot too because we're literally even though we're not treated as such and that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day we are part of the being that face of the school 
we put on those uniforms that rep Arkansas Tech and we have to carry ourselves accordingly. We can't just go playing around all the time. We can't just go always making jokes and being funny. Like, no, when it comes down to performing, when it comes down to cheering, when it comes down to showing up at events and having to be there for time after text next week, like we have to be on our P's and our Q's. It teaches you how to how to do that. I feel like it's helped me in a way because man, I'm childish. It's childish as they come. But um, when it comes to handling business or either working in the res life office, um, we're some of the first faces they see. I sit at the front desk literally every morning, 8 to 10, 8 to 12, 30, or 8 to 2, 30. Um, and I do homework because, you know, homework come first. Student worker, hello, student first. So um, we have to make sure that even though we have our outside lives and have TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and all these different social media things, at that front desk, none of that matters. If you have a personal matter, step out the office, go to the bathroom, or step in the back, let somebody take your spot. Um, that also teaches me to be professional because you can't all, you're can't. you one of the first faces they see. You're that first line of contact when they call. You're that first line of contact when they email, when they text, when they do any of that. You have to be professional then. You can't, if they come at you with, like, for instance, if you get an angry parent on the phone, you can't meet them at their level. You can't stoop down there. Regardless of what they said, it may be hurtful, it may be just that they don't get it, it may be any of that, but you have to still remain with that same level of professionalism that you had when you first said, hey, my name is Sincere, how can I help you? I'm waiting to you as life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you still have to hold that same level. You can't stoop down to their level and try to get even with them just because it's the heat of the moment. You still have to stay professional. In our, may they, they may be wrong, that may be true, but you can't treat them as such. You still have to be professional about it. And that's just with anything that you do. I think with the positions that, I, that I've held since I've been here, it's definitely taught me to not be afraid to speak out. Because when you get into the workforce, you're going to tick people off. And at the end of the day, you, everyone's doing what's best for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, it's allowed me to just... I guess be mentally prepared for that because especially with like a position that I have on SAB, my goal is to put on events that people are going to enjoy on campus and there's always going to be the people that really love the event and then there's going to be the people that trash on the event, say it's the worst event ever and I think, I think it's also just made me stronger emotionally as a person because you have to learn to take everything with a grain of salt because every single thing that you do on this campus is a learning experience from the second you step into an organization from the se second you step into the classroom it's a learning experience and you're going to meet all kinds of people in the workforce workforce excuse me um that you may get along with or that are going to try everything in their power to tear you down and um you just have you have to roll with the punches. And I think that these positions that I've had have helped me roll with the punches. I know for me, um, for this question, I'm just gonna speak primarily on Alpha Phi Alpha. And when people ask me, why did you join Alpha Phi Alpha? I have like the typical reason from pretty much any, any other Greek of, I wanted to join something that's bigger than myself. But for me, it was literally that. Like, I did want to join something that was bigger than myself because I knew that the standards that these alpha men held themselves to, I wanted to be that. 
I wanted to do that. And like you see them everywhere. There's so many like notable civil rights leaders, musicians, scientists, politicians that were alpha men because they carried themselves accordingly. And I wanted to be that person. Now I'm not gonna like be like on that podium just yet. It's a it's a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> but if I can't get up there, I can at least start on this campus. I can get the ball rolling on this campus, get people looking, get people listening, get people talking, and get the conversation going after I leave this campus. The number one thing that I learned from being a leader is to take up space. And if there is not one thing you take from this entire podcast, please listen to me when I say, please take up space. Mm -hmm. It's the most uncomfortable thing you will do, but it's the most rewarding thing that you will do. When I had my member presentation last April, that was completely out of my comfort zone, completely not in my personality, but it like changed me. Being in the spotlight. When people see my red hair, that oh, that's Maddie. Yeah, let me go say hey. Like, please take up space, make space. How can students, faculty, and the broader community support the work of black student leaders here on campus? Or how would you guys like to see them support you all? Showing up. Being aware. Showing up. Oh my gosh. I cannot, like, if you don't get nothing else, like she said, take up space, but show, show up. I don't care if it's uncomfortable. I don't care if it doesn't seem right. It's not that I don't care. It's just that it's necessary. Come support. Show your support. You want change. You want things to happen for things with or around you literally just show up show your face you ain't even got to speak but at least come by do a little wave you know like just just show your support don't think that you're doing a, a, enough harm to yourself by not showing up you're doing yourself some good by showing up and it's gonna be uncomfortable but that's a part of college that's part of life you're gonna be in multiple situations coming from somebody who knows multiple situations that will either push you to step out of your comfort zone or push you into your comfort zone and make you not do nothing. It's up to you. But I promise you, just show up. That's like my biggest thing is showing up. The more you show up, the more they see your effort. The more they see your effort, the more attention you'll get. When you start getting attention, now you can start making waves. Now you can start making things shift and you start making things move. But if you don't start it or if you don't come support it, no one will ever know and it'll never get changed. I think to add on to that, and I, I do think this is a campus-wide problem, honestly, and I might ruffle feathers when I say this, but organizations just don't support each other like they should. I It shouldn't be obligated to go to a certain event because they need numbers. For, and this is just a random example I'm thinking of in my head. Um, this isn't a tap towards anybody or anything, but like when it comes to athletes and pe- participation at the games, athletes don't go to, say if an athlete doesn't come to an SAB event to come support my event that I'm trying to put on for everybody, um, but you're on social media saying, hey, come to my game, come to our game, but hey, I needed you at my event last night. I, need, I needed people to be there. I wanted everyone to be there, and you just, you don't, you didn't want to because either, A, 
understand if you're busy or B, you just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an issue with a lot of the organization on campus is they just don't want to. And it's like, if you want that support, you got to show the support back. You got to start going to other people's things. Don't make it a point system where oh, this organization gets so many points because you went to a basketball game or you get so many points because you went to an SGA meeting. Don't be obligated to go. If you want want the change, do it because you want to, not because you're told to do it. I think that's honestly unfair. And I think that this campus would be a better place if everybody supported each other. And so I think if we want a better climate as a whole, even just outside of just black students, but POCs and even um, any other races that are on this campus, we gotta support each other. Come out to everything. Don't just stick to one thing. And that goes to being like, going out of your comfort zone. You, I might not feel comfortable at a sports game because I don't play sports, but I'm still gonna go because I wanna show pride for one, Arkansas Tech. But I wanna support our teams because they're working just as hard as I am when I'm putting on an event for SAB, or if I am trying to do something for SGA and start an initiative on campus to further help students on campus. So, yeah. I think you're honestly right. I had a conversation in one of our last BSA meetings where they were like, how can we get more people to come to our events, more organizations? And I said, we don't go to theirs. Yeah. Why should they come to ours? Right. And I said, yeah, I said, and from then on, our whole exec board have been going to LSO events. We've been looking for other minority um, organizations to go to because as minorities, we have to stick together. But if we want people at ours, we got to show up Mm -hmm. as a friend. I was going to say, and I'm so sorry, I'm pretty sure any point I make is probably going to tie back to Greek life, but (laughs) um, I was going to say somebody who has really been trying, well, let me not say that real quick. Um, One thing that I've noticed since being in Greek life, I got initiated in fall of 2020, uh, was that there was a divide between MPAC and IMC and CPC, which is the white group organizations, and I heard through um, notable alumni who still work on this campus that it didn't be, it wasn't like that. Like time, like some time ago. And then as time went on, it just like caused this like rift. And it was like, we're gonna do our thing. We're gonna do our thing. And then we're just never gonna intermingle. And um, someone who like, I really like admire for trying to like mend that back is my girl, Miss Riley Gashaw, who is currently serving as like the head of fraternity and sorority life, who she saw like that there was this rift and she's like, it can't be like that. Cause it wasn't like that once upon a time. We have to come together because at the end of the day, we are a community and Greek life is not really looked, looked good at in this climate day and age. But she knows that there's good people, that we are that good people. And she's like, in the only way we're going to, like, any see some sort of difference is if we come together. So. Honestly, I just want people to stop using COVID as an excuse. Because baby, um, she's going. That part. I would say, now, now COVID is still here. Miss right. Ma'am is still here she's with us. Famous. We're still catching Miss Rona. Okay. However, <laughs> COVID and when it was really bad, we are no longer in a pandemic. We are to the point where we need to just stop being lazy. Get out and do something. We can't We can't be lazy. We can't change if we're lazy. And it goes back to what I said earlier. Be bold. Don't be bold on yik-yak. Be bold in person with your chest. 
And once again, if you can't do it, ask someone to do it for you. Because we will. Someone else lie. will. They will let me know. I guarantee you there <laughs> is one person on this campus. <laughs> yeah, I got something for you. Like, I promise you. I there is lie. somebody on this campus that is going to listen to you and take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure that you get your credit. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that people knew that this is what you saw and you wanted to change. I was going to say, I think we should be using COVID as a reason to, like, Come back together. Yeah, like mm-hmm. to build better foundations. We co- like we complained that COVID ruined all of these connections, all this stuff. Pretty much started us like at a different foundation. We can use that to build up something better than what was in the past. It doesn't have to go back to that. Cause let me mm-hmm. tell you something. Twenty nineteen, COVID was somebody who know this campus was jumping. Okay. And was this campus was jumping? People Ooh, was coming out. Music on the yard. Um, well dressed Wednesdays. You know, like. That was something that they brought up in BSA, like starting to get that ball rolling again. And even if it's not just for just black students, anybody, if you want to do well dress Wednesday, baby, put on your best dress shoes and your best suit and come step out, take a picture, go change. Go put on your sweats and your t-shirt and then tag a and tag with well dress Wednesday. Hello. Like start that culture again because I enjoyed that one semester. I promise it was literally from fall, August. There we go. That fall semester from August to December. Best semester of my life. But from August to December, this campus was jumping. Okay? Well just not well just Wednesday, but musical New York was basically every other week. Or football games, stadium pack. You know, um, homecoming parties after the fact. Not saying we all go to parties, but I'm saying like homecoming events, people were coming out, not just for the free sweatshirt, not just for the free, you know, Jerry the Bulldog, but game nights, um, even the simple little things that they do in the calf, like people were actually coming out today. And that's because the people that were there whenever I was there created that culture. And it was up to us to keep it going, but we couldn't because of COVID. We all got sent home on my birthday. I'll never forget that. My birthday, March 13th. And we got sent to the crib. Couldn't do nothing. They shut down school. We finished virtually. So, of course, we lost that culture. Okay, it's been gone for four years. Let's bring it back. If we don't even start it in the spring semester, okay, fall, what events can we do? What can y'all think of for fall events, winter events, Christmas events? They always do stuff for Halloween. They do the haunted Halloween and all of that stuff. Okay, well, something more we can do. Like, what can we build on to that? That's not just for a specific organization or just for a specific group of people because this is their interest. No, what's something that can be for that group of people but can invite everybody, make everybody feel involved? You know, like, y'all miss that culture so bad. I know I miss it. I used to love going out there doing wobble in the middle of the court, even though it's cold outside with shorts and a sweater on. I used to be out there. I sure did with my little fro. I did with no shame, none whatsoever. Let's start that back. We won't always be here. Most of these people finna graduate. I got about a year and a half, if the Lord see fit, to be here. While I'm here, let's make that difference. So I can know, or we can all know, actually, who can keep keep that going when we leave. Don't let it die just because the last couple ones who are here can still keep it going. No, find some people to pass that off onto. And even if it's not students, okay, what adult can we trust mm-hmm. to keep that going? What what groups of adults can we trust? Because it can be done. It's just we have to do it. If we want that culture back, we got to start that back. Mm-hmm. That leads into my next question, which is, what advice would you give other black students who aspire to take on leadership roles in the university community? Say it with me, guys. Take up space. I definitely was going to say show up. <laughs> 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 
that goes with it. Um, yeah, like she's take up space, show up, show your face, start talking, get the conversation going, any of that. Any way that you, if you got something that you're passionate about, baby, come out and say it. Don't hide behind your yet. Come to somebody. Go to an upperclassman. Go to somebody who's in athletics. Go to somebody who's on the dance team, on the cheer team, on the football team, volleyball, golf, baseball, anywhere you can think of. Even if it's a professor. A professor got connections too. Mm -hmm. They don't be here long enough. They got connections. They know who they can call. Somebody, even if you go to your mama, call your mama. Tell her mom, tell your mama to call this professional and let them know. Like, girl, tell me about what happened in the cafe today. Like, speak up, please. Come out. I promise you, we got familiar faces. People know us, and we know people. But show up. Do not be afraid, because the more you be afraid, the more we're, all, we're always going to be divided. We're always going to be seen as the angry black person or that singled out person, whether it's black, Latina. Japanese, Chinese, whatever your minority is, white even, they're always going to see you as that such and such person. But make that space and make that name for yourself. If you don't, we'll never know. And you'll just be another, another face that graduated on campus. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of them. I couldn't tell you half of the roster that graduated last semester. Can't tell you who graduated this semester. Why? Because I don't know them. And that's on, and that part of that is on me. Because I didn't go speak out. I didn't go make that connection. So start making that connection. Because I'm, I'm saying this to everybody else, but I'm saying it to myself too. Make that connection. If you don't, you're always going to be lost. You're always going to be confused. And you're never going to feel like a part of this campus. Um, so going into these leadership positions, going back to what I said earlier about how once upon a time we were you. One thing I will say that I do take pride in is that the black population on this campus always supports each other. So when it comes to elections as big as SGA, if they see your face on these camp on this campus, on the photos, on the flyers, on social media, and they see and you let them know that you are going to be the voice for these black and brown people on this campus, they will listen, they will swear you, they will tell their friends, they will have their friends tell their friends and be like, This oh look at that, sorry. This person is worth your vote. <laughs> this is good people. And he's worth your vote. She's worth your vote. They're worth your vote. Get that support system. Get that ball rolling. Because we will support you. I'll support you. Thank y'all for sharing. Of course. Thank every one of y'all for sharing. Curtsy. Hey. Tuck's hair. Behind here. Where can listeners connect with you or learn more about your in initiatives, your registered student organizations, whatever you're involved in, your any student leader, any involvement type thing? Where can they connect with y'all? And I know y'all have Instagrams. Do. We do. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, my number even, <laughs> um, Twitter, anywhere. Follow me at 501.maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E. Uh, <laughs> follow the uh, Black Student Association, ATU underscore BSA, uh, ATU MPHC, which is ATU underscore MPHC. Uh, ATU SGA is Minority Mentorship, which is ATU dot MMP. Yeah, there's a bunch of resources for us on this campus please yes. use them and if you're interested in dance i'm gonna keep putting on for me and my dance and cheer girlies and men shout out to the men on the cheer no, team for real. um follow atu spirit squads um if you're interested i know we got our first round of tryouts march 2nd um flyers have been made they are being posted every other day um you can catch us at basketball games you can dm any of us um if you want to get in contact with my coach or with the cheer coach, let me know. I can get you that information. My name, once again, on Instagram is C-Y-N-S-E-R 
ee two e's even though my name has one it's a little different on instagram thank you um but yeah if you need me i'm here i'm always around i don't do nothing so you just let me know if you want to follow my personal instagram it's underscore dot c-h-a-r-l three i's no e underscore all right um and again uh the mpat instagram is atu underscore NPAT and if you want to just learn about the Greek orgs in general and just them you can follow um, yeah you can follow the alphas at ARK Tech Alphas and the Thetas are ATUZ5B. We already said SGA but once again if you have concerns about campus or anything just make sure you follow ATUSGA on Instagram. You can follow my personal Instagram which is Noah Sumler N-O-A-H-S-U-M-L-E-R underscore and then make sure you follow ATU underscore SAB. I'm just gonna say there's a lot of talk about sweatshirts and stuff through Wonder Week and I'm just gonna say hey I will be waiting thank you. (laughs) I'm just gonna say these concerns that you have just make sure you just shout it just send us a DM on Instagram um, and we can come talk to us. Our office hours are always posted. Um, if you want to see like a specific thing happen on campus or you want to start something on campus, let just just let us know. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And don't forget line dance class this Thursday, February 15th at six o'clock at the student union under BSA. Mm-hmm. So even there, we'll be there starting at six, maybe done by seven, seven thirty or somewhere in there. If after class there's something more you want to learn or something you just want to talk about or just something you want to get off your chest, I'll be at the studio, so you just let me know. Make sure to check the BSA page for the other events we have this month. We have a collab with SAB as well as a Color Purple movie night. It's the new one, not the old one. (laughs) And and before I forget, y'all, last home game, February 29th. This is the last one of the season for women and men. Our last home game is senior night, and it's on Thursday, February 29th. Girls at 5.30, men at 7.30. Let's make this last home game of the season a great one. Oh, sorry. One more thing. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are interested in being a voice for the student body for SGA, our applications are open for specific Senate spots. They're open this week, and they are open until Sunday at 5 p.m., which... Will probably end up being extended. <laughs> so just keep tabs on uh, ATU SGA for our student applications and be that voice. Thank you all for joining us here on Fresh Gen Table Talks. I enjoy being y'all's host. Please make sure to check out our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we are at ATU First Gen, and on Facebook, we are Arkansas Tech University's First Gen Student Experience. And on campus, we are in Doc Bryan Suite 171. Don't be scared to pop in. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>